To the knowledge of its creators, no one was harmed in the recording of this broadcast. Ooh, that's good. All right, I want to get up close, but I want every word heard. <laughs> Can you talk in English, please? That would be that would be excellent. It's Kendall. So who who well, well hi everybody yeah let's start there by saying hi everybody yo what's up homies oh no that's gone why <laughs> <laughs> you're doing any better uh, I'm being normal I'm being oh I'm being, that's what I'm people tune in for is being normal real and fresh and honest thank you Wendy Williams <laughs> <laughs> no don't pick on Wendy Wendy's not doing well these days from what I hear I'm sorry Wendy who have you been hearing this from the inside you know the inside track just just Her besties. people in just people in general social yeah, media on the pulse uh, yes I'm on the I'm frequently on the pulse of what's happening because <laughs> Wendy's not listening so I know that I know that you much can't find true. your own pulse you gotta find somebody else but we 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 hope Wendy's doing well sorry we we, we, we. So we're back. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> we're international. Welcome, guys. It's um and gals that's... and theys and thems and the whole rainbow circle of enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> Find the note. Inner peace. Inner peace. Inner peace. Enter peace. Enter peace. Oh my god. This and is how it's going to be. I'm like, I was all energized for this. Don't Let's suck do the it. energy out of now. Out of me now. I'm a vampire of energy. Oh, oh, you're you're, you're, you're what's his name? Yeah, you're calling, calling, calling somebody. Yeah, if you don't know it, don't. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the season. Oh my god, isn't that funny? If I was Colin, the sucker of energy, and then my dad, whose real name is Colin, is <laughs> sucker of all joy and happiness. Mm. Mm. What's the name of our show again? Ooh, that's good. But is it? Oh uh, well, if, <laughs> if if you've seen Elvis, depending on the day. So our subject matter today is Elvis, is the it? new Baz Luhrmann film. Why don't you tell me these things before we get started? No, you're the one that kind of prompted us in this direction. Do you not ever talk to my agent? Because I don't. If you ever, if you ever find him, let me know. Come on, talk about it. Let's talk about here. Let's talk about whom And I've got a lot to say. Go, continue. All right. So Baz Hi. Luhrmann's sixth I mean, film. This is Michael's podcast. Ooh, that's good. I feel conned. <laughs> Conned, and let me tell you why. So it concerns basically Elvis's rise to fame, his discovery from his longtime manager, um, Colonel Tom Parker, who was basically, I think, a con man. Yeah, he admits to that in literally the first scene. Right, but see, <laughs> if I had gone to the movie, and I, this is still the same premise. So let's say, although I was sitting in my I, my home or your home watching it if i had gone to the theater the reason my butt is in that chair is because of elvis but what is being done is a fast switch off and i'm getting a lot of a lot of talk and a lot of background on his manager okay. which was interesting up into a point but it was a con the movie is not all about elvis it's about the relationship that yeah. colonel tom parker has as his manager yeah and bringing up the rise of elvis well, which is fine but it's not exactly why I'm in that seat to begin with. I felt con, and I felt con right from the start. Okay. So I guess my question for you is: If you're conned right from the start, and you know you're being conned right from the start, are you really being conned? Yes, okay. I am. Because the reason I'm here at your <laughs> concert, so I get there and I'm like, "Oh, I'm here to see Madonna." Um, <laughs> you're not Madonna. 
I think the, the idea of it is, and they and they talk about this, is Elvis was a musician before Colonel Tom Parker. He was, you know, performing with his family and he was doing the circuits, but he hadn't reached mega stardom. He hadn't like branched out. And it was Colonel Tom Parker that saw that in him and launched him into the stratosphere. So the correlation of the two is, and he says this in the movie later on, it's like, you are me and I am you. And we lived off of each other to get to this point. So it wasn't that the movie was about Colonel Tom Parker, but Elvis Presley wouldn't have became sadly who he was in the end, both good and bad without Colonel Tom Parker. I agree. I, and, and, you, yeah. and you did make a good point when you were talking that I tried to remember what the film was called and I called it Elvis Presley. It's called Elvis, which is really the persona. Yeah. So it really is about Elvis's persona and how it was created, fostered and yes, tweaked and, and nurtured. How, yeah. Yes, by this by yeah. this manager. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's a lot in the movie to unpack, and there's a lot, and I don't know how truthful it is, but like we both discovered or um, we're discussing that you know the Presley family have signed off on the film and actually really enjoy it, and hmm. so it's very you know true to point. But it's there are different avenues that happen. Like I always knew him as the gyrating you know rock god but there's parts in the movie where that come out that tom colonel tom parker tried to steer him away from that and that was all elvis like that was the embodiment of elvis and it's funny that the person that wanted him to be the most successful tried to steer him away from that it's like where would he have been you know but that also comes into play with the like the drugs and the keep making him perform you look at like a racehorse you want him to be able to perform for years and right. i don't think colonel parker ever had an idea of elvis performing into his 60s and 70s and 80s of the long, he was just in for the short haul, and that's why he pushed him as hard as he did. And ultimately, he only got twenty years out of him. It's a long time for a career. And that means um, Elvis is still a very influential figure yeah. in the music world. I just think he, man, if he could have not met, I think he still would have found the fame that he had, just different, just differently, and maybe it would have sustained better. And you know, there's a lot of what ifs. That's that was one oh, of yeah. my big things yeah. coming away from it. Um, there were a lot of what ifs, like what if his mother had not died? What if he didn't, if Elvis didn't blame himself for contributing to that? Yeah. And she died while he was in um, military service. Yeah. yeah. And so he felt very uh, connected to that decision. And, Absolutely. And that, or his not being there yeah. uh, perpetrated. It's, it's weird because you want to think that, you know, that's a unique story. But I, I want to think, I don't know. I think that a lot of moms destroy themselves mentally. I know a personal friend, even during the Iraq war, um, in Afghanistan, her daughter went off and she melted down over the uh, just being gone. So I can imagine that that story was that part of the story is not because he was Elvis and because he was, it's any soldier going off to war and how your mom is going to feel. And she, you know, she couldn't deal with it, him being gone in another country and possibly being killed. And so mm -hmm. she drank and ultimately led to her uh, early demise. And then mm -hmm. he blames himself. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if that hadn't happened, like if she, I mean, oh, she yeah. eventually would have. Well, I mean, we don't know if, yeah. if, if, if she would have outlived him. But if she had been there longer, if some of these demons that came yeah, up, I agree, because yeah. I think because of her yeah. absence, yeah. Um, where he would have been, where how his career would have been shaped. I mean, because eventually, most case scenarios, the parent dies before the child. Not always. Yeah. But, you know, he was still going to have um, a devastated reaction to it. I mean, he was very close to his, yeah. to his mother. It's almost why, like, you see early on in the film that how genius tom parker was because he gave control of elvis family enterprises to vernon instead of the mom because he couldn't control the mom mm -hmm. she was very outspoken very independent oh, yeah. and he noticed that but he knew the only way to get the entire family on was to assign somebody in the family fake control like fake authority
property. And so he gave it to the dad who was more of a pushover, which we see mm-hmm. much later that when you know Elvis is literally on the floor unconscious, the dad makes the decision to get he him out pushers. on stage yeah. and fulfill his contract instead of looking out for the well-being of his son. Somebody I don't can know. manipulate. Yeah. I don't think his mom would have done that. I don't think so either. Yeah. Nope. I think Tom Parker picked up on stuff like that. Not that he had anything to do with her death by any means, but you can tell what people you can take advantage of and not. But I mean, her not being there obviously let him in even deeper. Well, yeah, because if she died and he had that break, he says, I'll take over where she was. Yeah. <sighs> Manipulator! <laughs> I um... bet she was a Republican. <laughs> Probably from Kentucky. Uh, what do you think about the direction of the film? The whole film is an encapsulation of... Uh, well, I really like the parts where they're Baz is focused on Elvis's music. I thought yeah, that came across incredible. really strong. Very respectful of Elvis's legacy um, and his talents. Because, you know, you, you, you do get that aspect where um, not that Elvis necessarily stole from the black community. I mean, he was, he was involved. He, he was in love it. with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was infatuated yeah. with it. Yeah. So that comes across very strongly. Yeah. That was part of his upbringing. And that he very yeah. much admired the culture and the music. Yeah. Um, and that he liked singing that type of music as well. So I thought that came across really well. And even though, you know, it's not um, done necessarily always in his pure original, yes. um, I yeah. guess, take on it. You know, there's remixes and there's other influences. It's modernized. I think that does, yeah. that's a brilliant stroke. In the movie. Well, I, I, and I, again, I don't know how much is true or not, but when they have, you know, his relationship with B.B. King was very strong and they were really good friends. And, you know, he says something, he listens to the more secular, like, African-American version of a song. And Elvis even says, man, what if I recorded this song? He goes, you would make tons more money recording mm-hmm. that than we would. And it kind of like, not that he's being given permission by that community, but he's just like, as long as the music gets out there and as long as, you know, it felt almost like he had the permission of his friends, um, you know, Little Richard and all them, that, to actually do it. Yeah, it, it felt like they were tapping into the talent. Like, he's yeah. a very talented musician. Oh, absolutely. Very charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes across very well in the movie. I think um, Austin Butler did a fantastic job. Incredible. Incredible, yeah. I'm like, all right. So, and I can see, you know, the lasting legacy here. I can see why people are attracted. Yeah, I, you know, I like Elvis. I'm not, like, necessarily a big fan, but I've got Elvis CDs hanging around. I've watched Elvis's movies. I like Elvis I've never seen an Elvis movie. I've seen a couple. They're this fun. did make me want to investigate more. and like, Because I've always, Elvis has always been there, and I've always appreciated it. Christmas music songs like that, like I mean, I can listen to an Elvis song and enjoy it, but I've never gone out of my way to immerse myself in who Elvis Presley was. But this mm-hmm. definitely made me want to. So I like it, and there's yeah. there's a a UB40 cover. Um, is it I mean, not Love Me Tender, but it's like Wiseman, you know, Wiseman say, mm-hmm. um, Only Fools. I wish I could remember the actual song, but that's a, I love that cover. Yeah, and I, I just it just reminds me of the summer of being on the Boston Esplanade. You know, that's, that's just part of Elvis's legacy. But just basically what I'm saying is that there's so many good Elvis songs. I agree. And there's just so many good memories attached to those Oh, Cheap Trick did Don't Be Cruel. Okay. okay. Oh, Dolly Parton did In the Ghetto? I would love to hear that. Pet Shop Boys did Always On My Mind. Fine Young Cannibals did Suspicious Oh, Minds. that's a Suspicious Mind. Yeah, Tom Petty you. did Wooden Heart. UB40 did Can't Help Falling In Love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Billy Joel, I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I never really thought about all the correlation, and that's why they speak about him still being relevant and Mm -hmm. influencing music today. Very true. But hearing the the cover, you know, I think of Elvis as well. And I'm like, oh, you know, Fine Young Cannibals did that one. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they did do it. But Elvis was there first. Yeah. 
The 12 best Elvis covers are Robert Plant doing Little Little <laughs> Sister. All so cool. Oh, okay. ZZ right. Top did Viva Las Vegas. John mm-hmm. Lennon did Blue Suede Shoes. The Jim Jones Review. Big Uncle Love. Nick Cave, The Bad Seeds. Cheap Trip. Oh, Green Day did a cover. Go back and listen to it. That's all right, Mama. Anyway, sorry, I got way late on that. No, that that was cool. I I appreciated that. But yeah, so a lot of musical legacy there. A lot of good time. And I'm glad you know. So you know, this day and age, 2022, that you know, there's still some people out there that want to you know listen to Elvis music. I mean, I think there's a lot of trivia on the movie we were watching it on uh, on Prime, and so there's a ton of trivia facts. And I guess one of them is that Elvis's estate still makes a of money he's yeah. like the second best re- uh or intake of re- of, of, of of income yeah. behind michael jackson yeah. i was like that's fantastic who gets that money is it priscilla um i think I, they were still married if she's yeah. the executive of that estate yeah that she's yeah. gonna get it yeah at this point so I guess it's, it's, he's still considered i'm googling right now on wikipedia to consider the highest selling individual artist based on sales claims and drake is the highest selling individual artist based on certified units i don't get the i know what that means I don't know what that means. <laughs> but someone's making a lot of money. That's yeah. good. That's good. So, so, so things that I have wanted to see. So, as, as, because I feel like I was duped into watching the the uh, Tom Parker slash Elvis Presley movie was more things <laughs> about like when he got Graceland. I'm like, I suppose I can just Wikipedia. They, they kind of rolled through that. Yeah, I'm like, I wanted yeah. to be more interested in, in that kind of thing. Like, well, you know what? Because he bought Graceland for his mother. Um, you know, I wanted to know more about those kind of things. His relationship with Priscilla, because the actress. The Jean is her last. I can't remember. The Australian actress, that yeah, played, that plays uh, her. Priscilla. She's not in a lot of scenes, but I think she makes a great she, impact. And I, I would like to yeah. see more. I don't know that she encapsulated who I think of, you know, um, Priscilla, because she's been she's still prevalent. She's yeah. still around. You can still see who this is based on. Yeah. But I thought the actress herself did a wonderful job. Um, Olivia, Olivia De Jean. Well, where were you going to go with this? Because I was going to segue into some of the other performers. Oh no, no, no! That's fine. Yeah. I, I just, I just wanted to, like I said, my butt was in the seat because I thought I would, and I mean, we did get a lot of Elvis, but I was more interested in that aspect. It's not that this wasn't interesting. It, it kind of, I mean, it kind of was. Um, the whole manager, you know, talent angle on it, but I, I wanted more of his life with. The people that were personal to him, like his mother, his father, um, but, but I, I wanted more of that and kind of, like I said, the movie's very long. It was almost, it seems like it's almost three hours. It's certainly two it hours. Is, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, during all that time, I couldn't get in. A, I got in a little more. So I want, I'm, I want to, if I, you don't mind, I want to read Baz Luhrmann's response to exactly what you're speaking on. Oh, okay, great. Um, the opening was about how best to open a film with someone who isn't Elvis for a start, which we were always aware was going to potentially turn people off, that they were going to want to see Elvis as fast as they could. Also to establish a device that we were going for, which was to tell the story through the colonel's eyes. There was the movie back and forth through time. We opened in 1997 and then we end up back in 1973. We had to really establish that for our audience. There was a lot to tell the audience without confounding them which took a lot of exploration to get that balance right. I, think, I mean, I think all these are legitimate. I think I'm just having, these are kind of my initial reactions. But I kind of have that same feeling with Gatsby too. I'm like, what is this about? Like, what, what story are you trying to tell me? Yeah. And then, like I said, I was confused when I was watching Gatsby, which 
Well, it's, it's, I like the thought of, you know, you have to take a standpoint for like, how are we going to direct this movie? Are we going to do it from Elvis's standpoint, Priscilla's right. standpoint? You know, and ultimately, I like that they picked Colonel Tom Parker because it's divisive, you know, and it doesn't show everything hunky dory, and, you know, because we really don't know what drove Elvis so much, at least from this film. And I don't know if he, he ever wrote any kind of book or anything. I don't think he did. I don't know that he was a journalist. You don't hear a lot about what he thought and said. Right. Other than what's on video now, but it is more about what people say up that he said to them. So like Priscilla's recanting and Lisa Marie, what little she remembers mm-hmm. and things like that. So you kind of, to make a film this fully rounded, you have to go from someone's standpoint that was there, but also wrote a lot of information that you can go from. So it kind of makes sense. They went with Colonel Tom Parker. Well, because he did I, write a book about it. You know, he wrote an autobiography. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. But there's, there's the, the idealized, like, oh, I hope that's what's coming across, which it does when, when talking about it. Yeah. And then actually experiencing it. I'm like, so to me, the movie feels overly long. I'm with a subject a part of the time that I'm not necessarily fully engrossed in. And that's because of makeup. That's another subject we'll get to. <laughs> I mean, you can keep talking about how wrong you are, but I'm not wrong. Do you want to keep like, it under 30 this, minutes on this, how wrong you are? No, this is good. I think I want this to be a little longer. Okay, go. Um, but these Bartender. things, <laughs> another round of drinks, please. But these things are reality. So when I'm actually watching it, so if I want to watch this movie again, which is not going to happen real soon, it's a three-hour movie. Scandalous. I'm only partially interested in one half of the okay. subject matter. Keep your thought for just one second. Just one, one, and I promise we'll get right back to it. Mm-hmm. How many times have you watched Showgirl? Well, I watched it pretty fairly recently I've how many seen, times in your life i've probably if i remember i've probably seen showgirls four maybe five times and how many hours is it two yeah so you've devoted 10 to 12 hours to showgirls and you won't devote six hours to elvis freaking presley but baz lerman <sighs> i just i just want to put things in context for you it feels long and i feel just, and i feel I some feel, of us don't mind when it feels long if you know what i mean <laughs> and i not necessarily and this 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 feeling could change but I'm not necessarily feeling I'm getting a lot out of it. Oh, like okay. I feel the same way about Aviator, where I, I walked away not feeling as if I got a whole lot more out of it, knowing about who, who Howard Hughes was than when I went into the movie. I think it's a technical marvel. I think there are some great performances in it. Wow. Uh, but I don't feel subject matter wise, and that's just me. I mean, just how many times did you fall asleep in? Both I didn't fall asleep at all. I didn't. Well, Today, uh, how many times did you fall asleep well, in Elvis? That's. <laughs> I felt it maybe three or four times. Busted. <laughs> but I really wanted to watch it because I wanted to do it, do our podcast. If, if you on really it. wanted to watch it, you wouldn't fall asleep three no, times. No, I needed to because I I didn't know what we were going to do for the day, so I needed to get some rest. <laughs> I needed to be able to be functioning. Um, so I'm functioning. But yes, and so that does taint one's opinion of it. But that doesn't mean that oh, I. Oh, you can't say taint anymore. Sure. I just I did. I'm it's gonna, on the list of no known words. We're gonna keep it. You can't say taint. You can't say <laughs> Bernie Sanders. That can't possibly be on the same list. You're deviating. Um, so no, I don't really think that that influenced. I mean, sometimes I've watched movies that seem like they take all day because I've taken all day to watch it, and then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't worth it. This was certainly worth it. But it was not worth it in the manner of like, oh, I want to immediately turn around and rewatch it again because I'm not fully invested oh, in parts of it. Yeah, that's okay. You're it's allowed so. to be wrong. 
Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, they don't know. Not that. sponsored. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm, Diet Coke. So let's wrap. Let's wrap up Elvis. I have more to talk about. Tab. Do you have more to talk? Oh, tab. Tarma yeah, I don't want to talk about. So I wanted okay. to get to this subject where I do not care for. I'm just getting ready for you to talk a lot. The prosthetics that are done for Tom Hanks. Here it's it comes. Very. Very distracting. Tom Hanks is in the movie? Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> I know it every minute of it. Because every time I see him on, on the screen, I'm like, oh, there's Tom Hanks as Tom Parker. I was and mesmerized by the double chin. Being in a, mesmerized by the double chin, the broken capillaries on, on the on the nose, uh, and the fat suit. He was more effective when he was thin and dying and walking like, you know, like he didn't know what was going on through the casinos. I was like, oh, that's more impressive. There. He's still in the fat suit then. Yeah, he still is, but I think they might have done some um, some CGI because he looks more gaunt there, and I'm like, and that looks more real. The other one's like, I'm like, oh, that's just Tom in a fat suit. Would I'm you not getting the stop full... yelling at me. I'm not. <laughs> Tom sitting Your right voice next has to me. gotten louder and louder. I'm like, I didn't. I wasn't the one that did it. My guest today is Ian Mills, aka Tom fat suit Hanks. Tom Parker. Yeah, aka Tom Parker, aka Tom Hanks. I come by these gels normally. <laughs> you distracted me. I'm going to need the partition, people. Patricia, please bring the partition in. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, these interns. They don't just listen. got louder and louder. I'm like, I'm not yeah, to blame. Because that's the part where I'm just like, oh, that triggered. Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> by the prosthetics. I'm a, yeah, I was. And so we talked about Tom being <laughs> in different movies, and there's a lot of, you know, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Yeah, he can't just. He can't, he can't voice. Sometimes yeah. you can't disappear in the role. Yeah, he yeah. did that with um, did that with with uh, Scully. He did that with um, um being uh, saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks when he's yeah. playing Disney. Yeah, I think he. Oh, um, he's not. Be he, my neighbor, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He's not there. I'm like, yes, he's there, but I'm getting the essence of the character. Of the character yeah, that he's so he, he's a chameleon. He can't do that yeah. with the same voice. And here I'm like I like I don't know anything about Tom Parker. I'm not familiar with what he even looks like. And here every time I see him on screen, I'm thinking, oh, there's Tom Hanks in the fat suit, and I'm not taken out of the movie, but I'm not fully immersed, and that's a problem. So I don't I don't know what to say. It it it, it was distracting to the point of uh, I can't do this again anytime real soon. Like yeah, Tom, okay. you're great, but mm, that's no. all right, Michael. Stick to showgirls. I'm hoping. <laughs> Keep watching that shit. I'm hoping good things for um for Austin Butler. He's been cast as Fade Ralpha in the new in the second part of a Drink Break. Uh, Denis Villeneuve's. Uh, I'm gonna drink in a second, but I want to make this whole thought uh, that he's gonna be playing, you know, the Baron's uh, nephew. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, in Dooney. In June. In June part. Dooney. Duna. Denis. We're not talking about Dune Dune anymore. We've covered Dune in 14 episodes. (laughs) Take a drink. Take a drink. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to wrap up the Elvis. Outstanding film, not recommended for middle-aged gay man with a bitter aesthetic. I love Baz. And this is funny, but I've seen He's incredible. I've seen all of Baz's movies in, well, not that I didn't see Elvis in the theater, but I've seen all of them, even in Australia. And that wasn't good. No, it wasn't. But he's visually compelling. Oh, he totally is. Yeah. His vision and like. He knows exactly what he wants. Oh, Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel excited to get into a Baz Luhrmann movie because I, I, I may not be in there for like understand it all. But like little clips came up on the screen, you know, in the montages. And one was like 
Elvis putting a gun into his boot and these things that you don't really pick up on. Mm -hmm. But then when you go back and you read about it, those are real things that happened mm -hmm. that he just weaved into the film. Oh, yeah. The whole, all that kissing oh, of the yeah. women. The women, was, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that was real? I mean, I didn't have any problem then, watching, yeah. but that, that actually yeah. happened. And you can read, go on imdb.com and you can look up um, Elvis and there's all kinds of trivia information. But a lot of it was real things that happened that he wanted to include in the film to be true to the story he was trying to tell. So I feel like he's not like some of these directors that take an idea they hear about a great story and they just want to you know push it out there to make it whatever he actually i felt was trying to be true to actual the reality that elvis was and to do it on okay. and a lot of these little tidbits like just made it deeper and deeper and more enriched for me visually and musically i was in love from you know he added some modern takes on some songs but i also felt the performances i was not the least bit distracted by mr Hanks, I was enamored by him as well. Um, not as well, but again. And one of my favorite movies of all time is Saving Mr. Banks. I could do a whole episode on that. But I think Tom Hanks really, really, really understands people and paying respect to different characters. I don't know anything about Colonel Tom Parker. But I felt like this was Tom Hanks at one of his best performances. And I know you're going to disagree, but that's why we're friends. Um, Austin Butler, I could not keep my eyes off. Priscilla. All of them. Richard Roxbury, um, who plays his dad, is a huge um, Baz Luhrmann character. He's in Australia. He's in The Duke and Moulin Rouge. And it's a joy to see him on screen. I wish more people used him in movies. Um, brilliant Australian actors represented. And the whole thing was filmed in Australia. And I love that. I love that Baz is true to who Baz is. Um, I was, I loved it. I, the roller coaster ride for me, it was three hours. It felt like 20 minutes. I was at the end wanting more. I was just, and that's, the way I felt about the film. Right. I waited and waited and waited to watch it because I don't really know much about Elvis. And I saw some good reviews and I saw it and I'm a huge Baz Luhrmann fan. So um, I can't do his movies in theaters though, like you can. It, it's too much for me to pay attention to. Like Moulin Rouge in the uh, theater blew my mind. I couldn't like focus on, there's so much going on with the layers upon layers of music and screen and flash shots and this and that. And so I watched it in my house by myself and just fell into it. Okay. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Such a, and I could see myself watching it over and over again. I really could. It just it it sunk in with me like that and really, really fascinated me, which is hard to do these days. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad it. I watched it. It won't be on, on constant repeat. Um, it probably will sneak into the collection because Baz is such an assured uh, director and yeah. and Austin gives a fantastic performance oh it was just some accolades going his way i i would definitely definitely love to see him win for playing out i think he was elvis cool i would like to see baz finally learn for direction but some people just don't get his chaoticness so i have a couple more things to discuss but i know that you probably being at your age and time in life you probably need a bathroom break so let's take a little pause here so michael can empty the old bladder um come back with his colostomy bag we'll be right back with uh -huh. Is it still good? <laughs> Sniff this. Is it good? I just wanted on ca on camera that you agreed with me. Ah, uh, it was first of all, it's not camera; it's radio, <laughs> basically. Uh, and yes, you made a, you made a lot of valid points. We're still talking about Elvis. This may not make it into the podcast. 
Um, <laughs> Why are you saying that to a voice that I no just, one's going to listen to? I feel like expressing myself. <laughs> that's that gonna, all. You're the one that edits. You can be Don't, the one. Miss Ross, could you not like, we, we're all that want to work with you all the time. Dream girls. <laughs> this was before she was enlightened in real life. You're trampling on everybody else, girl. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, but yes, that you that you were right. That, that, that this this is an interesting story in and of itself. My problems with the movie are length of time. Yep. Fact that I felt Duke getting into the seat mm-hmm. to begin with, yeah. and that Tom Hanks's prosthetic makeup makes me not be- make me not fully yeah. immersive in his performance. So those things are yeah. detrimental to me fully enjoying it because they're not. They strikes against it because they make me mad. Okay, I'm like that's all. But you were right. Yeah, you, no. you, 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 you're completely right as far as. I mean, I always poop matter. before I sit down, so I'm not pooped. I mean, duped. I mean, dapped. Yeah, don't dupe. Duped is right. Duped. Sometimes I don't mind being duped. Like, like this is what I love about the the movie industry is that you, you're only as good as your last movie, and your and your yeah. movie, whatever it is, it's always a clean slate. For the most part, I mean, yeah. there's some there's some actors I'm like, oh, you again. But for the most part, you can wow me with with anything. Like I give you a clean bill of health going into it. You don't have to you don't have to rest on your laurels. Whatever you're showing me now, I think you are few and far between with that. I think that is a rare standpoint for some people. I mean, that makes or breaks people's careers. I mean, you're only as good as the last film, but if, if there's a lot of decent films that were panned or didn't make back their quadruple million dollars mm-hmm. that ruin careers. It's sad, but it's to be able to give somebody a fresh start each time. You probably enjoy more films that most of us miss out on because of that premise and that mindset. I might not watch it because I'm seeing a trailer. I'm like, no, oh, that doesn't look good. But if I'm going to watch it, it's simply because like, well, that looked interesting. Yeah. Let me give you, I'll give you a shot. That's yeah. fine. It's a clean slate. I'm not going in with any expectations. So sometimes it's like, that worked totally well for me. And then you go into another one, maybe, you know, by the same yeah. director or whatnot or cast. And I'm like, oh, that didn't, that didn't work this time, guys. But I will kind of always give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm pretty easily pleased um, <laughs> well, I, going into it. My expectations are usually pretty neutral. <laughs> Not always, but for the most part, I'm like, yeah, whatever you're going to show me, you're going to show me. Well, oh, my God. That's how I felt about the last, and this pisses people off, at the last season of Game of Thrones. I wasn't mad because... I walked into it knowing it had already been filmed. <laughs> it had already been recorded. They ain't going to change anything because the fans are mad. I was True. disappointed in the outcome, but I knew there was nothing I could do about it. So I went into it saying, okay, this is already done. Mm-hmm. They made their choices. Mm-hmm. We've we've come along all these years and all these seasons, invested ourselves in this, and we want the payoff. You know, you don't go to a hookah for not getting the payoff. <laughs> and HBO is a big old hooker, big old <laughs> pirate hooker with ugly teeth. And that bitch ran out. Ran out on the end, didn't give me my money's worth, but I knew I couldn't change it. So when people get like really, really, really heartbroken. I know he agrees with me. Wiggles agrees with me. Thanks, Wiggles. Um, and that's kind of the way I, I approach movies now is I know nothing is going to change, which is good. It's kind of good to know that, and I'm just gonna try to let it happen and let it be what it is. Watch and show for you. Yeah, and that's how I was at the beginning of Elvis. It was startling, you know. It's always startling at the beginning of a Baz Luhrmann movie, um, but you kind of just like got to get into it. And a lot of reasons why I like watching movies alone now, because I don't feel like I can get into movies in the theater anymore mm-hmm. with the distractions and this and that, even with my partner, or I should say my new fiance, um, likes to be on his phone the entire time that distracts me, that pulls me out of it. So I will put myself in a space of 
being able to experience what's getting ready to happen because God knows I ain't going to know True. until it happens. And I think that's a healthy attitude. I think it yeah. allows you to, be, to experience the movie a little more openly. So, I mean, if it's going to kill itself, let it kill itself on its own. Yeah, well, there's been plenty that have, and I've been like, oh. Elvis has indeed left the building, and we have decided to spin off the rest of a much longer conversation into an additional episode. We had fun this time, and we're certainly having fun for the next. Be sure to check out our next episode. It's a good time had by all. You've been listening to Ooh, That's Good, our podcast about our love of movies, TV, and pop culture. Catch Ooh, That's Good on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be on the lookout for future episodes. Join the conversation and get in on the fun by emailing us at oohthatsgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, go watch something good.